Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. My pleasure to have you along for the ride. If you're looking for the uh, the General Flynn interview, we had part one earlier in the program. Some of you will get it later, depending on if this is your first hour or third hour. But as we do them chronologically, this is hour three. Tomorrow we'll have part two with General Flynn. Broke a lot of ground. He talked about stuff he hasn't talked about before. And um, I will put the unedited. Carrie, what do you think? Because he says he says BS a couple of times. Yeah, I did hear that first one he said tonight. Yeah. Well, he said bull, and then it, the audio disappeared for a half second. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I'm, I'm going to post the entire thing after I air part two tomorrow. I'm going to put it the the whole thing, thirty something minutes of it, up on Rumble, and I'm not going to edit it. Good. I'm just going to leave it right in there. Yeah, good. Because he's like, pardon my Irish. I'm like, hey, if you're okay with it, I'm okay with it. (laughs) That's why I guess I did that too. I got some Irish in me too, so. Oh, no, he didn't go as far as the F word, which is your favorite word on the planet. (laughs) He didn't didn't go there. So nice try. I appreciate you. All right, so we we have uh, bottom of this hour. And and by bottom, I mean 30. My daughter, CJ, says, you know, some people don't know what the bottom means. Well, if you look at a clock as a round device, 12 would be on top. So that's the top of the hour. And then six would be on the bottom. That's the bottom of the hour. So the top would be zero, zero. The bottom would be 30. So when I say bottom of the hour, I literally mean it's going to come up at the 30 of this hour. So bottom of this hour, it's going to be campus reform. And um, we've got a Wisconsin story that Carrie's going to get to in a little while. And it's interesting to me because this, this guy that we have on, his name is Jack Anderson, who's the reporter from Campus Reform, is from Wisconsin. So I basically ask him, are they a bunch of nut jobs there? So we'll, we'll talk to him about that as well on a Thursday. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mel. Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to say Mel? You can't Mel. just say the guy, Mel's name. That's it? <laughs> Mel Mark and Don. <laughs> Come on. Seems oh, I got to have a change. You literally scene. said, oh, Mel. <laughs> Mel would love to know that. By the way, the, the keyboard player, Tim Cashin, who's with Grand Funk Railroad, listens to this program, and he cracks up every time we talk about this. Oh, really? Yeah, he said, oh, I heard you talk about Grand Funk the other day. It was awesome. Oh, Mel. Good old Mel. <laughs> you couldn't pick Mel out of a lineup. Oh, no, I got it. <laughs> all right, feeling all right on Thursday. Let's go. That is Mel with the bass, by the way. Very good bass player. <laughs> All right. Of course, along with Chocolate Boys, you've got Polo and Sam getting it done. We do appreciate you stopping by. Keep it here for Campus Reform coming up. So there was an actual update today in the Mar-a-Lago raid. It wasn't a search. It was a raid. They raided it with 30 FBI agents, and uh, they didn't have any, any reason to. I don't believe there was probable cause. Now, here's the interesting thing. You have to, the way this works through the legal system, is if you want to go and do an FBI raid or search or whatever, you have to bring an affidavit to a judge, or in this case, a magistrate. And the magistrate has to say, yes, I agree, there's probable cause. And it's so interesting to me. Carrie, I really do find this amazing Mm -hmm. that um, it's lasted since, you know, 1787, the, the, the Constitution and the Fourth Amendment that says you can't have search and seizure or surveillance or whatever um, without a, a, a warrant of a judge 
because of probable cause. Now, I'm not saying you're exactly right, but the paraphrase is in context. You have to have probable cause. Probable cause comes from a document from the 1700s. Isn't that kind of amazing to think about? It is, and that it's still around and we still use it's, it. It's still the it's law alive. of the land. So to go and raid Mar-a-Lago like they did, they had to show a judge, and a magistrate is a judge, um, a an affidavit that shows the reasons why you want to go in. And it shows that it's vital and uh, you know, you're to stop criminal activity or maybe the safety of the country, whatever. Um, and, and from day one, many of us have been saying, I want to see the affidavit. So the warrant was released, and the warrant showed that it was an extremely broad warrant. It, in my opinion, is an illegal warrant. Give me everything and everything that, that happened between um, January 20th of 2017 and January 20th, 2021. That's ridiculous. I've never seen anything like that. Um, it's very broad, and it should not have been uh, executed. Although, you've got Bruce Reinhardt, or whatever his name is, this magistrate in Florida, no, he wasn't appointed by Trump, um, who has admitted to being compromised because he's biased for Hillary Clinton and against um, against Trump. He actually recused himself from a lawsuit by Trump in Palm Beach County. This guy signs the warrant for them to go and do this raid. Well, the warrant is only allowable if there's probable cause. So the next step is release the affidavit. Really, release it. What's the? Let's be really transparent and release the affidavit. And and they've been saying no, 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 and no again. Well, there's an update to that. Carrie, if you don't mind. From NBC News, a federal judge on Thursday said he's inclined to unseal at least some of the probable cause affidavit used to secure a search of former President Donald Trump's Florida state and ordered the government to submit proposed redactions. On my initial careful review, there are portions of it that can be unsealed, Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt said after a hearing, where a top government lawyer contended the documents released could jeopardize an investigation that is still in its early stages. In a written ruling after the hearing, Reinhardt said, I find that on the present record, the government has not met its burden of showing that the entire affidavit should remain sealed. Now, the judge said he would give the government a full and fair opportunity to make redactions to the document and ordered them to turn in the redacted version by next Thursday, along with a legal memo justifying the proposed redactions. He said he would then review the document and either order its release if he agrees with the redaction or hold a closed-door hearing with the government if he disagrees. The judge added that if they can't agree, obviously I'd win that argument, but he'd allow the government time to appeal his ruling. During a hearing that lasted just over an hour, Jay Brad, a top counterintelligence and national security official at DOJ, argued the very detailed and lengthy document needed to be kept completely under wraps because it contains, quote, substantial grand jury information in a unique case with national security overtones. He also said the government's very concerned about the safety of the witnesses in the case, whose identities could become compromised if the affidavit is unsealed. And Brett pointed to amateur Internet sleuths who could find their personal information. Okay, so let's let's break this down. First and foremost, I, I really wonder, and I mean this sincerely, why haven't the Trump legal team, or why hasn't the Trump legal team, pushed to have this judge recused yet? He's the guy they go back to, Bruce, Bruce Reinhardt? The same guy that recused himself from the lawsuit, uh, Trump versus Clinton, because as Mike Davis said in the first hour of this program tonight, um, this judge on his public Facebook was questioning the integrity of Donald Trump. How could he be involved, and this was when Trump was the president, how could he be involved at all? in any case that has the word Trump anywhere near it. I don't understand. 
and maybe they're pushing to get him recused. Maybe they're pushing to, to get him removed. Uh, he would have to recuse himself, but to get him removed. I mean, at some point, you have to stop letting this guy have anything to say. And he's going to let some of it be released. But as you read, you know, and as you just did, a lot of it's going to be redacted. Okay, well, how does that help us? And the redactions are going to be who it was that was doing it and some other vital information that we like to know because people might go on the internet and find them? Really? Come on, man. Aren't we living in a society where people can go outside and, and scream profane and angry things at Supreme Court justices at their homes? It, don't we live in a, in a day and age where the person behind libs of TikTok on Twitter was doxxed by a so-called reporter over at the Washington Post? Suddenly we're afraid that people will be doxxed? Carrie, as a journalist, for all the years you've done, mm-hmm. have you ever seen where a judge has such a, a clear um, a, a clear problem here? But what's the terminology I'm looking for? A conflict of interest. Right. Why, why is this? Have you ever seen that a judge I'm... like be able to sit on a case that you know there's a personal problem? No, absolutely not. So for the affidavit story, I was stunned to see that it was Reinhardt that was the one who gets to, to answer the questions or decide. Um, no, I get you would go back to the court that actually accepted the affidavit and said probable causes here, go, here's the warrant. I get you would go back to that court. But this is not the, like the, the federal judge of that court. He's a magistrate judge that was hired by the court to help out with their, with their overbearing workload. I think the actual judge, the federal judge in that court, should be the one that oversees this and says, I'm going to take this over. You can't be involved in this. I don't know why that hasn't happened yet. I really don't. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Do you find this to be transparent? Do you find this to be less than transparent? Do you find that he should be removed from the case like I find? I wonder what you think about that. And just for some more food for thought before we hit the break, Carrie, if you don't mind, give me that story out of Wisconsin because this this one, um, I think this is kind of a win for our value system. Go ahead. From the blaze, one Wisconsin school district has refused to go woke. Both the school board and the superintendent had voted to ban the display of political and religious propaganda in classrooms and the inclusion of preferred pronouns in school-related emails. On Tuesday, the Kettle Moraine School Board in Wales, Wisconsin, about a half hour west of Milwaukee, voted unanimously to uphold a policy which prevents employees from displaying partisan political materials, including pride and Black Lives Matter flags and T-shirts and religious messages for monetary or non-monetary gain. Faculty and staff are also prohibited from including their preferred pronouns in school emails. We live in a world where politics are highlighted and it puts people in uncomfortable positions, Superintendent Stephen Plum said earlier this month. I feel the staff can fully support students. I feel every staff member, custodian and teacher ought to know that it's really in the best interest of the students to look out for them and to have strong, healthy relationships that develop therefrom. The school board came to the same conclusion despite boisterous opposition from the public at Tuesday's meeting. If you have a policy that says nothing political, does that mean you can't have a sign up that says support our troops or believe women or save the planet? And by some people's definitions, all of those things are political. And Kristen, Christine Donahue, an attorney with the American Civil Liberties Union of Wisconsin, it is not clear whether Donahue attended the meeting. I mean, this is exactly how it should be. I don't want political propaganda. I don't want religious propaganda. I don't want any sort of special interest propaganda in public school. It's up to teachers to teach. It's up to educators to educate. If you do that, I applaud you. And the vast majority do that. 
if you don't do that and you, for some reason, need to tell my six-year-old about your husband and you're a guy and how you're adopting kids and how sexual orientation is fun to talk about, now you're not doing the job you said you would do. So your thoughts on that as well. Is this transparency uh, from Bruce Reinhardt? I-, I don't think so. Clearly, with all the redactions, he's going to cover his own ass. Uh, so we talked Mar-a-Lago. Or how about in Wisconsin? Them stepping up and saying, yeah, we're not going to do this woke stuff. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Campus Reform at the bottom of the hour. Thanks for being here on a Thursday on the Joe Pags Show. Make sure you stop by the website and follow your favorite social media. Just click on the, the favorite logo where you go all the time. It's JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S.com. Great news stories there every day. I appreciate you stopping by the website every day. Scroll down to the bottom, click on contact. You can send me an email as well. That'll come right to me. Let me in the meantime tell you about Eden Pure. They've got the, the thunderstorm air purifier. If you haven't checked this out yet, it actually leaves the scent and the clean, fresh smell of a thunderstorm when you plug it in. It uses proven oxy technology, destroys viruses, odors, mold, and more. People all over the nation are raving about how well the thunderstorm freshens their homes. Musty, mildewy smells just vanish after just a few seconds with the thunderstorm being on. Over 265,000 have been sold. You know that it works. Any odor is going to disappear when you use the thunderstorm. Odors from litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and more are no match. And best of all, no filters to buy. Right now, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for the entire home. You're going to get this for under 200 bucks. It's a fraction of the cost compared to other air purifiers. You can go for $600. Put one in your kitchen, your basement, your bedroom, your family room, wherever you need clean, fresh air. Get this great offer by going to the website right now, EdenPureDeals.com. EdenPureDeals.com. Put in discount code PAGS3, P-A-G-S, the number 3. Save $200. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code PAGS3. Shipping is free. We go to the phone lines. I appreciate you taking the time. Tim, what's going on in Minnesota? Hi. It's raining. I know you wanted some rain. Give me some rain, Tim. Some pretty good rain. We need rain. It's a drought down here. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, We. my son lives in California in Laguna Beach, and he uh, he was home for a week, and he just misses the rain, but it's raining. He's got a beach there. He could go to the beach. We have no water. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I was back to your uh, – thoughts and stuff for one i don't understand how you know this guy could even be involved and and i don't understand how they so he was cooperating with them and then they they go there at night i mean it's just crazy they go there at night and then they 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 go after whatever how this guy can even be involved in this is is unbelievable are you talking talking about mar-a-lago yeah they they, they went early in the morning they didn't go at night but, um, oh, it, they didn't go. Okay, so I looked no, at no. What, what they did was uh, this, this: this magistrate signs the warrant at noon, about a little bit after noon on Friday. They waited till Monday morning at six or seven o'clock in the morning to go to Mar-a-Lago and do the raid. So yeah, they didn't wait till night. They were there until the night because they were there all day. But um, but yeah, no. This this I don't understand how the magistrate who admits his own bias can be involved in this. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I I uh, it's. Yeah, what do you what do you what do you do? I mean, we should be we should be picketing. We should be doing everything to 
to get this guy thrown out of there. Well, I want to see Trump and his team go after this guy and say he should be removed. Tim, thank you. I appreciate that. Tim is not going to give us, Carrie, not going to give us any rain. I know. We may get some, though. Well, you know, May doesn't mean anything. We no, we had a freaking tropical storm not far from us, and we got three drops at the house. I know. Well, we can always hope. Okay. Now, but, my, I don't know what's happening at your house, but at my house, the grass is all dead. Yeah. But because we got a drip of rain, yeah. every Weeds. sticker plant that can grow <laughs> grew right oh, through. Oh, you have stickers. Oh, no. No, thank you. It's the worst. That is painful. The only good thing about not, about not having a big green winter, or I'm sorry, summertime, is that you don't have an abundance of water to make everything grow like crazy. Sometimes you, you get huge much, patches yeah. of the, uh, of the, I don't mind mowing, but these things just, Ooh, they, they never go away. Mm-mm. And let me say this, as much as I love the listeners, they really failed me. Uh, lo- so? Listen, I love each and every one, every individual 6 million of the people that, that listen, because they all give me these stupid ideas on how to get rid of the stickers. None of them work. <laughs> None of them work. Listen, I'm not the only person in you South Texas. You get rid of those things. You where can't. I grew up in Florida, we had those things too, but nowhere near like this. I mean, you can have an acre of nothing but stickers. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what happens is the stickers fall off if they're not in your toe. Mm-hmm. It, they fall off, hit the ground, and then they grow new ones from the seeds that hit the ground. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad around here, actually. I even bought something called the sticker picker. Have you seen this? Yeah, no. And it's, it's a roller work. that you roll over the stickers and pick them up. Uh-huh. And and I used it once and it broke. Uh, <laughs> that figures. Okay. Yeah, you can't. You can't get rid of them. I'm Only telling you. There's anything you can do to get rid of them. They're from, they're from hell. They're from hell. Yes. They're just, they're Indeed. horrible things. Along with the fire They're horrible. Ants. Yep. Oh, well, the fire ants, I can, you can stay, you can see those and you can, you know, deal with them, spray them from far away. Still, the oh. stickers... They get right up in there, and, and some of these are like poisoned or something. Will make your, your your skin white for a while. I mean, what they're trying to kill me. <laughs> I know that's why now I got don't people calling the house, me. They're right? going to remediate my stickers. Don't even mm-hmm. you people lie. You lie. I'm telling you, nobody can can solve this problem. Somebody said burn my entire. Uh, we got a bunch of acreage. Um, Just burn it all. Yeah, no. let's, let's not do that. <laughs> no, no, we need. Another rain. person said, no. "Well, you got to spray vinegar on it." No, I'm not doing that either. Doesn't vinegar. work. Oh. Hmm. Anyway, Manny, I have no time, but you've got it. Go ahead, about a minute. Yeah, just a quick one. Uh, thank you for getting General Flynn on there. You it bet. was a great grab. Thank and you. he did allude to what President Trump did say, and it kind of sticks in your head like an old song. When he said he had that limo ride with President Obama, he also had mentioned how President Obama had kind of set him up. He said it's like he took a match and threw it over his shoulder when he lit the lighthouse. And those were his words that, you know, he had Donald Trump said. And that's kind of like basically what they did. They set Trump up pretty much before the guy even stepped in the door. Oh, no, they, they, this was all, right, all planned. No, Manny, you could not be more correct. They, they, I got to run here. I appreciate you. You couldn't be more correct. You could not be more correct. All of this was already going on before the transition started. Before, before Flynn made one phone call, this was already in the works. They couldn't believe that Trump won. They were going to do everything they could uh, to stop him from taking office or everything they could to get him out as soon as they could. And they did that mercilessly. Thank God we were able to, to see the, the, the fake Russian collusion thing come to light for real. Thank God we were able to see how the, the Mueller probe was just fake $30 million later. And thank God people like Flynn can speak out and tell the truth about what happened. This is how dirty they'll always play. We should not have been surprised, but we kind of were. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. When we come back, it'll be another young reporter from Campus Reform. Stay here. 
This is the Joe Pegg Show. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have a young correspondent on from CampusReform.org. This time it is uh, Jack Anderson. Jack, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing great today. Thank you for having me. Great hair. I'm telling you, don't believe me, but at one point I had hair like that. I promise you. <laughs> it looks good and you sound good. You're coming to us. Are you in Wisconsin now? That's correct. Yep, in Madison. Are you from Wisconsin? No, I'm originally from the suburbs of Chicago, but okay. I go to school up here in Wisconsin fleeing the liberals of Illinois. Well, I mean, I was going to ask you about that because did you really... I mean, because I, I get such mixed uh, reaction from Wisconsin. I love Wisconsin. We've got several stations there. We love being on there. And there seem to be some very, very good people in Wisconsin. And there appear to be some really far left-wing radical nutjobs, too. Do, do you find yourself sort of trying to figure out who's who? I mean, if it's a university of, it's probably a liberal cam- uh, campus anyway, right? That's for sure. In our state, we have all the liberal crazies in the entire state. They all come and gather down here in Dane County in Madison, where we have the large university. But luckily, we're about 50-50. We voted for Trump in 2016. And we have a lot of Republicans here. We have a really strong Republican base. So it is possible to do some conservative activism here. And we're trying to get Republicans elected in November, for sure. Is it a matter of Madison and, um, and of course, Milwaukee being the really, really blue areas like it? In almost any state, find the big urban areas that are very heavily populated, they're sort of driving the state to do what they do um, when it comes to elections. Is it purple-ish because of that? Yeah, it's purplish because of Madison and Milwaukee. The rest of the state is pretty red. We would be a solidly Republican state like Mississippi or Alabama without really? Milwaukee and Madison. So unfortunately, we do have to deal with them, but they are part of our state and we'll try to win them over. He's a young correspondent uh, correspondent from uh, campusreform.org. Go there, check out everything that Jack does and everybody else who works there does. It's really good journalism from young people, which gives me a real hope for the future for sure. Um, so you go to school there now. Do you find that, that you're debating with people? Do you get along? Are, are, is your circle of friends sort of more conservative or, or do you sort of bring everybody in and let's let's talk about it yeah all my friends are basically conservative i met them through the college republicans and turning point usa and the catholic center on campus but i do interact with a lot of the liberal students very frequently since they are the majority here just yesterday i was talking to the marxists that were tabling on campus nice. with their pretty crazy ideas so we keep a friendly dialogue of course but you know we when it comes down to the policies and when we're debating uh, we are very strong in our opposition to what they're doing so uh, we'd have to make sure that we have a conservative presence on our campus, make sure that other conservative students make sure they feel that they're not alone. I like that you're mixing it up. I find that a lot of people are afraid to do that. Um, are, are the students that oppose you politically or whatever the issues happen to be, are they open to have that discussion? Or I find that in groups they're not, but individually they might be. That's exactly the case. When I'm talking one-on-one with people, they're willing to have a conversation. But when I get into a group setting, they're very standoffish. They don't really want to talk to me. They know who I am. They know I run Turning Point. So that's kind of how generally how it goes. I got you. All right. It's Jack Anderson from uh, University of Wisconsin, also from CampusReform.org. Is there a, a, some sort of a social media site you want to put out there? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at JackAnderson1. And you can also follow me on Twitter at the same handle. The number one? That's right. Very good. All right, go follow Jack there. Let's get into the stories. Christian College loses plea to keep men out of women's dorms. What's the story here? Absolutely ridiculous. So the Biden administration recently put in a policy saying that the men and women 
basically you have these biological men can be in biological women's dorms. And so this Christian private college decided to sue the Biden administration and try to get this overturned so that they can abide by their Christian religious beliefs and have dorms the way that they should be, just like normal. But the courts are now saying that they do have to enforce this policy. And it's really just a violation of religious freedom. And I know that if I was a, especially a woman being in one of these dorm rooms, I'd be extremely uncomfortable with a biological man coming into my space and uh, living with me against my will, basically. It's just completely yeah. ridiculous. And it's just this whole gender bending ideology that we see across the country and with the Biden administration. And that's really the thing, isn't it? You, you've got a situation where men are saying, I'm no longer a man. I identify as a woman, and if you're an adult, you can identify as whatever you want, I guess. But if you're like Leah Thomas, and you're 6'1", and you haven't changed anything physically, and you're walking around naked in the same locker room as women, uh, I'm not sure why that's okay. If you're a man, and you've done nothing other than say, I'm also a woman, you're just supposed to be allowed into a dorm, and whoever they assign you to be in a room with, whatever happens, happens. And the reason I bring this up is because it's just them saying it. They're not really doing anything. It's like the kid in Loudoun County in uh, high school or middle school, whatever it was, who ended up saying he was a girl, raped some girls in the, in the locker room. Um, that doesn't make sense. So what is your generation saying about this? I know that we're normalizing transgenderism, and we're not even talking about the fact that it's a mental illness called gender dysphoria. What are people your age saying? Are they cool with this? They're definitely not. What, the impression that I've gotten is a lot of these professors and academics are really trying to push this down our throats. And people our age, they really don't want it. They really understand that this is not how the world should be. And there are, of course, a few people that go along with this, but they're really in the minority. The majority, the silent majority of kids our age, and I think of all ages, really don't want this kind of transgender ideology infiltrating our schools. And as Campus Reform reported with the Leah Thomas thing, you have this man who's trying to go into women's sports, and it's just these constant infiltrations of women's institutions by these biological men who think that they're girls. We saw it at University of Alabama this week, where these sororities rejected this biological man from trying to join, and then he goes and throws a fit about it on social media. Right. It's just ridiculous. And that guy didn't even change his, his, uh, his masculine name. He's still got a, a man's name. He didn't even change that. That. Uh, it's like Nate or something. Um, yeah. It is uh, Jack Anderson from University of Wisconsin. Yeah, that whole thing just just blows my mind because if, if again, we want to normalize it, you force this on women. Women are being excluded from our society. It's almost as if we can't define them. In fact, one of the, our, our Supreme Court justices can't. Why not just make a trans dorm? Why not make trans games or trans swimming? And then you can fit into the category in which you fit because there are unfair advantages, obviously, athletically. And there are real issues if somebody's lying about them being trans and believing that they're the opposite gender and they could take advantage of women by being housed with them. Yeah, I think it's definitely a very dangerous situation when you have these biological men in these biological women's spaces. I think that one thing that concerns me about making a separate transgender bathroom or an all-gender bathroom or these transgender sports leagues, this idea is it's kind of accommodating their their dysphoria and their like sort of ideas that they're trying to push into the mainstream. So we just have to make sure that we keep things the way they've been for two thousands of years, thousands of years. We've had men and women and it's always been that way. I don't, and, I don't uh, disagree with you. It, no, the problem is we're allowing them to infiltrate and take opportunities away from women right now. I'm with you. Let's, let's just stop that garbage. And if you are a male, I'm not even say biological cause that just, that's a, a code word to say I'm agreeing with whatever the narrative is. Uh, if you're an X, Y, you can't compete against XXs, period. If you're an XY, you can't sleep in the same dorm as XXs. Why don't we just go by chromosomes? That would make sense, wouldn't it? 
It's simple as that. It, and that's what the left is trying to do. They're trying to upend this biology that we've all known to be true for a long period of time. And it's just getting away from these traditional ways of living that we would prefer over this sort of this modern, crazy, gender bending um, ideology that is really permeating a lot of these institutions. Very well said. It is uh, Jack Anderson from University of Wisconsin, also from campusreform.org. Go to that website every day. Upcoming courses include Harry Styles, tree climbing, hand puppetry. Now, when I went to school, I was a music major. I studied music theory. I had a show that I was proficient on piano, proficient on my instrument, the saxophone, voice minors. I had to sing in front of people. Why would I ever want to take a course in tree climbing or hand puppetry or even Harry Styles for that matter? What, is, what does this get anybody? What's the major? And I find it so funny because you have a lot of these college students who go and take these ridiculous classes and then they go complain about how they want free college or their student debt <laughs> absolved after university. Right. It just makes no sense. And so you have Texas State is teaching a class on Harry Styles. This is a public university, mind you. Wow. And then you have Cornell, which is one of the best universities in the country, tree climbing. And then you have hand puppetry coming from UConn, another public university. So if I'm paying my tax dollars towards the public university system, I definitely do not want it going towards completely useless classes that are not going to equip our students, our younger generations with the necessary skills to go into the workforce and be successful, productive members of society. Brandeis University also has a transgender studies course. So not only are these completely useless and not going to help people whatsoever, they're also pushing liberal ideologies. And this is just another example of these leftist ideologies going into the classroom where they definitely should not be. Jack, I'm, I'm older than you. So maybe I don't get it, but but hand puppetry isn't that where you do your hand like this and you show the the shadow on the wall? Is that is that what we're talking about? That's my understanding of Come it. On. I'm not much of a puppeteer, but that <laughs> seems to be what that university is going to be teaching. And now this is a rabbit. I mean, it's, that's really, and we're paying for this. And then, like you said, afterwards they want Biden to sign something that says you and I have to pay for their college. Really? Yeah, I just can't believe it. And it's this common entitled idea where they can just go to college they can have the taxpayers pay for their their funding with these scholarships they have their parents pay for it in many cases and they go to these colleges and they just learn gender studies transgender studies harry styles i guess who is a also another gender bending pop singer he's been seen in a dress on covers of magazines right. and things like that he's poisoning the minds of our youth and so they just want to push these people more and more. And uh, this is just not something that's, I think, economically sound whatsoever. So weird. All right, it's uh, Jack Anderson from campusreform.org. Pro-abortion alumni want Amy Coney Barrett out of college's Hall of Fame. Fill me in. So this is a group that is at Rhodes College, and they are advocating for reproductive rights. So Rhodes College has a Hall of Fame for their alumni, and Amy Coney Barrett is a member of this Hall of Fame. And this organization has started a petition to remove her from the Hall of Fame in response to what they believe was an incorrect decision on the overturning of Roe versus Wade. And what I really am concerned about here is that they're trying to change the discourse in America where judges can be influenced by public opinion. So if this goes through and Amy Coney Barrett is removed from Rhodes College's Hall of Fame, that could set a precedent for other judges in the future to be ruling differently on different cases because they don't want themselves removed from a Hall of Fame or a book deal to be lost or a speaking deal to be lost. It's really dangerous what we're seeing here. This is the kind of stuff you look at in a third world country where you have these judges being influenced by public opinion. It's a very good point. Those who are petitioning to have her removed, I hope lose, but what are the chances? I mean, what is, what is the, the actual school saying? Are they saying anything in response? 
The school has not done any action yet, but there is a, a some support behind the petition, but it is hard to say. The school has not taken any action, which is probably for the best, I would say, because we cannot have our judges be influenced by these sorts of uh, these petitions and things yeah. like that. They need to be ruling on what the Constitution says. And, and again, I, I love that they call it reproductive rights. That, that, that's just dumb. It's not what it is, or, or women's health care. No, no, it's not. Uh, this is killing the unborn child. This is terminating a pregnancy. This is, uh, let's use the proper terminology. I don't even like the pro-life argument, because uh, honestly, we should all want lives to, to, to exist. To say pro-life, that, that gives the other side the chance to say, well, no, I, I'm for life as well, but I also want a woman to have the choice to be able to do this, that, and the other. Uh, why don't we just say what it is? You're killing the unborn child. You're terminating a human being, and, and, and it's not okay. And Amy Coney Barrett is actually deciding according to what the, the Constitution says. Do you think, Jack, that, that those that are petitioning don't know that this, this ruling recently did not overturn the right for a state to say abortion's legal? In other words, yeah, whatever states are complaining in might still have abortion legal. Doesn't matter what the Supreme Court did. Right. That's something you see so common. You go talk to some of these liberals in the streets and they think that Roe versus Wade being overturned makes abortion illegal nationwide, which is not the case whatsoever. Roe versus Wade was a horrible decision looking at the right to privacy in the Constitution. And the justices this past summer interpreted that there is no right to abortion enshrined in our Constitution. And they simply ruled that goes back to the states. And I think that everyone should be in favor of whether you're left or right, states having more power, because when people have individual say in their government, when there's more representation, I think that's never a bad thing. And so you have these leftists that just want abortion to be legal, uh, free nationwide, and they don't really care at all what the Constitution does or doesn't say about it. And I think that they just want to push whatever their opinion is with no regard for what the law says. Yeah, we were founded on federalism, which means that the states have more rights than the central government in Washington. Um, And the idea uh, of federalism is, in fact, codified, a word that we're all using these days, by the Tenth Amendment. If it's not in this document, it goes back to the states. That that was in, uh, not even an easy argument um, when it came to Roe v. Wade in 73. They should have lost uh, easily. Uh, no, it's not in here. I can't find it. I looked through the 16 pages of the Constitution. I can't find that word. Therefore, the individual state should get the chance to decide. Jack Anderson, go follow him at Jack Anderson uh, one on uh, Instagram and on Twitter. One last story, $122,000 goes to anti-racism. Uh, they're researching anti-racism, which is really... Anti-racism is a misnomer. It just means we hate we hate white people. What college is this happening in? This is at the University of Michigan, Ann Arbor. So this is one of the best schools in the country, publicly funded university, and they gave $122,000 to 27 graduate students to study anti-racism, anti-racism, equity, and racial justice. And like you said, this is really just code for anti-white. And this is just another example. We saw this at Yale with some of their Marxist classes that they were teaching. And you have these ideologies and these classes that are being basically propped up by the publicly funded university at the University of Michigan. They're putting money into these graduate programs to study these things. And not only is it just a waste of our money, we don't really need to be doing this research, but it's also using taxpayer dollars and donor dollars to fund these sorts of liberal opinions that are being written in these academic environments. By the way, don't tell anybody, but equity really means socialism, period. There's no argument about that. And it's what they want. It is uh, Jack Anderson. Great job, Jack. Uh, If you're looking to do this for a living, I think that you'll, you'll get a job. You did very well today. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. At Jack Anderson, the number one on Instagram and on Twitter. You can go and check him out on campusreform.org as well. And we're coming right back. Stay here.
This is the Joe Pags Show. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It's the Joe Pag Show for your Thursday. But to remind you, if you haven't heard it yet, and maybe this comes later for you, uh, General Michael Flynn on the program today. Part two will be tomorrow. What I'm going to do, because um, you know, he, he doesn't you know, censor himself at all in the interview. I had to for the radio. But um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to post the entire interview, all 30-some-odd minutes of it tomorrow, over on Rumble. Tomorrow night after it airs here. So again, part one was uh, on this program tonight. Part two will be on the program tomorrow night. Then I'll, I'll just put the whole darn thing up, all 30-some-odd minutes of it tomorrow night. Great information, groundbreaking stuff. I'm so glad he came on. Listen, we're bringing it for you this week. We try to bring it for you every week. We had Paul Manafort on yesterday, Flynn tonight and tomorrow. Mike Davis is a journalist you're going to want to go and follow as well, so make sure you go and do that. Uh, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Do me a favor, when you go to the website, Click on your favorite social media. As much virality as I got out of TikTok, I stopped using TikTok a month and a half ago. I've got a lot of followers there, and they're actually emailing me every day. Hey, come back to TikTok. It's not happening. I'm not going to go back to TikTok. But I am still uploading those videos where I say, come on, at the end. I'm putting those on Instagram, putting those on Getter, putting those on Truth, putting those on uh, on Twitter. So pick your favorite social media, whichever the one is that you like. Uh, go and check that out. And again, you've got to go to JoePags.com. While you're there, sign up for the newsletter. Also, scroll down to the bottom. And I appreciate getting emails, e- even those that are negative. Uh, as long as you have a point uh, behind your negativity, you're just being stupid. I just ignore that, and then I end up blocking you and your IP address and everything else. Um, so go there right now, JoePags.com. Scroll down to the bottom. Click on Contact. You'll send me an email. I appreciate you stopping by. Don't forget, you can always check out the video portion of this program by going to uh, to JoePags.com and click on Watch Now. Okay? Let's do some pop culture. Bop. What's happening, Polo? Talk to me. So, I don't know if you saw this, but um, Dick Vitale, um, I guess, was it sometime last year that like he was um, diagnosed with cancer for a second time? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when the second time was, but he was diagnosed first a long time ago. Yeah, so he was. He thought he had beat cancer, but then I guess it came back. There was lymphoma. I guess a few months later. Sucks. Uh, yeah. So today he or yesterday he announced that he's actually cancer free. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, well, I love that. That's really good news. I like Dick Vitale a lot. When I used to watch college football, uh, basketball, he was he was the guy. I appreciate you, Sam. I appreciate you. Thank you, Polo. Thanks a million. Appreciate you, Carrie. We're back tomorrow, same time, same place. Do not miss part two of that interview with uh, General Flynn. He just lays it all out like you haven't heard before. All right. Have a good night. See you. This is the Joe Pegg Show.